Do you know those making an impact in your neighborhood? Maybe they're well-known and established, or just getting started. Either way, let's chat. We'll be diving deep into their story, what fuels them, and how they help our community. Hi, I'm Krisha, host of Let's Chat. My goal is to connect those making an impact in the community with you, our listeners. Hi, friends. Happy Wednesday. I hope it's treating you well. So I'm really excited for you joining me tonight. But first, I'm really, really excited that to announce that The Collective has a new show tonight streaming with Gail Shane, and it's called Life in the Next Act. Um, Gail is going to be chatting with some of her guests about all things life, relationships, love, maybe career changes, next steps. She sits down and chats it over and they explore it all. So that is tonight at 7.30. Make sure you check it out. But as far as my my guests go, tonight I'm honored to bring you Dina Robertson and Chris Brimehurst, the founders and co-creators of Panic Creatives. Hello. Welcome. Hi. Hello. Thanks for having us. Yeah. So I have to say, um, I'm really excited that and honored that you included me in your date night. Yes, mm-hmm. date night. Few and far between. Yes. Hey, man, if I can get it, is this how I get a date night? I'll take it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Oh, thank you so much for coming on to my show. We're excited to be here. Good, good. Yeah, I'm going to just chat, tell some stories. Um, I should mention that you guys are Candy Factory members, and so we do appreciate your support. But let's go back Mm. to how you guys all started. So (laughs) y'all met on a street corner in 2010, and then this is true. (laughs) And then you joined forces professionally in 2017. So tell me about that street corner. Let's visit that. (laughs) Well, so... um, so yeah, we met uh, on OkCupid, okay a free <laughs> online dating service. No shame. Um, and yeah, like yeah. we just were like we like exchanged one mm. maybe like one message on there. Like you know you like message people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then we were like, let's meet out and just like have a drink and. And then I stood her up. Oh, on, that's on that first true. One. Oh my goodness, it's you true. And, and then it took. I think it took us a month to uh, right. re- reconnect. Uh, no, it took her a month to let you back into her world. <laughs> mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Thanks yeah. for reminding sure. me. Yeah. Yeah. I have to stay humble. So he stood me up and then we met out and it was, um, we had a lot of fun. We just like had some mm-hmm. beers and pizza mm-hmm. and just talked about mm-hmm. life. And I don't know. I just always felt like I could be myself around him. So we just, mm-hmm. we knew kind of like right away that, you know, mm-hmm. we got along really well, so it was good. Yeah, you could feel you guys have a good love. <laughs> it's like it's a good love. Like if both of you, when I first met you, I was like, oh, I want to know them. I want to be their friend. <laughs> what were you gonna say? Well, I was gonna say that uh, after the first date, it took us well, a couple months after that to get a second date in. That's true. Yeah, it's true. Well, yeah, I was also very awkward. I'm very awkward with goodbyes. <laughs> <laughs> I like, like left in the face. Apparently, I left into my car like he was a leper or something like that, or like on fire, and mm-hmm. I didn't want to be near him. I was like, did this go I well? I don't know. <laughs> like, I can't read that one. <laughs> Goodbye is telling I was like, me different. I'll see ya. I thought it was friendly. Anyway, so he was like, well, I don't know about that girl. But yeah, Aww. eventually, long story short, 
works. Obviously, you see, we are yeah. together. Yeah, you guys connected together. <laughs> it works. Yes, and now we've got there's kids and the business. So, I mean, I think you've connected very well. Congratulations. You have. So, I'll put that in the win column. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> When, <laughs> so Dana, you initially, so your background is in social work. Yes. And how did you, how did you know that it was time to make that transitional shift to be the dreamer? You know, it was actually like, um, a long, it was kind of like just a situation where after kids I had, um, like was coming home from the long full-time social work jobs. Mm-hmm pretty depleted. And so it felt like I couldn't really show up fully for my daughter at the time. And it was just, it felt like we just reached a point where there was like a big, like it was time, basically it was Mm -hmm. a big transition for me to just step back. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it was hard though, because I, um, I love the work and I still love the work. Like I'm very passionate about ending homelessness in Lancaster specifically. Um, so um, I love talking about it. That's why I still love really being involved with nonprofits that support um, specifically women who are mm-hmm. experiencing homelessness or were previously experiencing homelessness, because yeah. I really believe in what's happening here in Lancaster towards um, ending homelessness. So, um, but I think the transition itself was kind of like, I just needed to take like a hot minute to figure out what it was I wanted to do. And Chris stepped in and was like, well, you remember how we really like being creative together? And I have this Hmm. wonderful uh, website project with this band that, you know, like I could use some help with. And I was like, oh, you're just saying this because you feel bad for me. (laughs) Like, okay, okay. I'll take it. (laughs) And he was like, I created an email for you. (laughs) And then he just like slowly, like I remember him, like he just slowly stepped back. He was like, here's the computer. (laughs) <laughs> that's awesome yeah because so, chris in your background you are your background is in art and design and you were mm-hmm. freelancing the whole time mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about your your yeah so i went to school for art um i was originally going to be an art teacher and um for a, a multitude of reasons i didn't end up pursuing that um, so I wrapped up my studies and started working in a grocery store and I, uh-huh. I, I did that for a while. And, um, I always had the, the artistic, uh, impulse. And then I, um, I think eventually I just transitioned to a, um, a, a place where I could do projects as well as work in the store. Mm-hmm. And then that built on uh, just doing little side projects for myself to getting paid for it. And then, um, you know, it just kept on building and building. And then eventually I was able to just do it full time, um, do um, like photography, video. And then um, I did web design. Like I started mm-hmm. doing web design and uh, print design. Uh, so, yeah, it's just it's been a long time coming. It's, yeah. it's where I should have always been, but it took me a long time to get here. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not all those that wander are lost, you know, that yeah. whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I, need sorry. To, I need to go through the wilds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. <laughs> and so we have Pennant Pennant Creatives. And mm-hmm. so what's with the Pennant? Where does that come from? Yeah. Uh, so we both love uh, baseball. We love the game of baseball. We mm-hmm. are um, baseball fans. We have our teams. I mm-hmm. love the New York Mets. Okay. 
And I love the Philadelphia Phillies. All right. <laughs> and somehow it's complicated, but we make it work. Just letting you other couples out there know yeah, that. It, right. Don't let it come to, between you. Don't let it come <laughs> between It's a friendly rivalry. That's all well, it needs to be. Well, so like where we could come together was our agreement that we both love the game of baseball. And um, so when we were coming up with a name for our company, we were like tossing around a bunch of ideas. And we were like, what about pennant? Because that's the that's the goal of any baseball team throughout the season is mm -hmm. to work and strive for that pennant through the mm -hmm. highs and the lows. And um, when they get to the end of the season, a lot of the people on the team then realize that it's just as much about the high, the journey as it is the high flying pennant itself. Right. Mm -hmm. and that's oh, like, I love that. That's the creative process. That's mm -hmm. just what it is, it is like for us. And so we thought it was a great analogy. That is really good. Oh, I love that a lot. That's awesome. Yeah. And um, so Dana, you kind of dubbed yourself the dreamer and Chris, you're the designer. Do you want to explain your roles and how that kind of blends together and your clients? Yeah, I think um, mine is pretty straightforward uh, as, a, as, a, as a good designer is. Yeah, I was going to say as any designer is. It's very black and white. Thank you. Um, yeah, um, I just bring in uh, my particular skill sets, uh, doing the design, the development, um, and um, so yeah, we do do web design, print design, logos, um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I bring that side of things. As I said, <laughs> why much. am I the dreamer? <laughs> you're you're the implementer, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and he's um, really good at it. So, um, yeah, the dreamers. Well, so he like from early on has always called me Dana Dream. Mm, oh. I'm I'm. Um, like I'm very much more visionary. I um, love to help people discover their own brand of creativity. I love to empower other people. And so I bring all of that to my role. Um, I, I'll, you know, I'd like to do the creative direction and the project management, but I do it um, with people at the center and with people in mind. And so, um, and yeah, so we just thought dreamer mm. fit the best yeah. for that. I think it is a very good description. Yeah, it's a very yeah. good adjective of, of both yeah. of you. Mm -hmm. And um, so with your branding philosophy, it's uh, value-based branding. Um, and I also thought it was interesting that you tell yourself as a millennial company. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. People yeah. were interested. Some people <laughs> were, were interested to learn that you are a millennial. And I was like, well, yes, there's a wide range in that. <laughs> there are a lot of yeah. millennials. They, it's a very wide swath of, gen, <laughs> like, of the years. So, mm -hmm. yes, we are um, millennial-owned. And so here's kind of how it relates. Um, so values-based branding is mm -hmm. it's a process that we use um, to – name um, values in with our customers and then use that um, in the branding process. And we do it in a more holistic way. So it is mm -hmm. about that visual identity, but it's also looking and using those values and the brand that's created out of that mm -hmm. to um, stretch to um, all of the points that a brand can have. As you know, like yeah. brand isn't just about the colors and the look and the feel. It's really about how you treat people. It's really about how people feel when they walk into your waiting room or your cafe. It's yeah. about that. Mm -hmm. And so um, I don't know. I, I feel like as we've been working together and doing these things, um, we've just been inspired to bring that to businesses mm -hmm. um, in, you know, 
in as many ways as we can. Mm-hmm. And we, so we call the process values-based branding. Yeah, yeah. I really like that. Yeah. Cause I think initially people, when they think of branding, they just think, Oh, it's the font, the logo and the, the icon, but there's so much more behind yeah. it. Yeah. And so, and I think the part about it too is millennials as a generation, they are, they have the most buying power um, right now of anybody, <laughs> you know, just cause there's so many of us and we're like, yeah. oh, you know, but Take it um, over. Millennials care about that. Like mm-hmm. they care, they they are buying consciously. They are consumers that want to know what companies stand for. And mm-hmm. so it's not only like really, really important just because it's important for all of us to be able to own our values and live them, but it's also important for the customer side because that's what millennials are looking for. They're looking for what we stand mm-hmm. for. A, a connection. Yeah. yeah. I just realized that's basically the purpose of my show. <laughs> That is the whole point. It's who do you know behind the business? Like connect Mm -hmm. yourself, get to know who you're supporting, how they're making an impact in your world and our world for better and just connecting. I like it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It is. That's the whole premise. (laughs) What's been been your biggest challenge uh, as working creatives? Well, if we're speaking strictly on the creative side, um, it's sometimes it's it's just um, matching up our styles, um, Mm -hmm. our communication styles, our um, our Mm -hmm. like during the day, our periods of productivity, whereas Mm -hmm. one of us might be more productive in the morning and the other one more in the evening. Um, And, you know, just also (laughs) and neither is. Neither is neither's right or wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, and mm-hmm. yeah, no, I agree. Honestly, like it's all of that, and I think it's like we're just really different people, and mm-hmm. and that's what I love about working with Chris is like um, being able to appreciate that. But at the same time, I will say like uh, we like we see things very differently. So mm-hmm. sometimes we're looking at it up project from two different angles. And so it's got to, we have to work really hard sometimes to make sure that we're, we, cause most of the time we find out we're saying the exact same thing. Just in different ways. So differently. Yeah. And so it is yeah. like making sure we continue to be on the same page. And, um, and I think it's because things just, we, you know, we've been shifting and changing a lot cause we just started out. So I think that's part of, or well, actually not just started up like for like three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, it's you so know, hard. like in those yeah. early stages. <laughs> oh like, yeah. But it's also um, the scram, the scram, I call it the scramblers. Mm-hmm. So like um, our children, <laughs> well, scramblers. It's like, you know, like uh, there's a Dr. Seuss show and they like, I think it's a Grinch. Nobody can communicate because he's like sending all these signals and everybody's yes. going, well, that's like, like Mira, you know, mm-hmm. our daughter, she'll come in and like, she wants mm-hmm. things every five seconds or, you know, we have a baby. He has needs. So it's juggling that too, which is part of it. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of, you know, leads me to, well, actually two questions that I had. One advice for partners who are thinking of creating a business together. And then also how do you blend, how do you balance that marriage work, parenting? Mm-hmm. I'll have to think a minute on the, the advice, but uh-huh. the, uh, the managing of it is, um, it isn't very strict, but we we do try to keep the business uh, conversations more towards the day. Um, And Mm -hmm. then as we get into the evening, um, we're doing dinner. Um, It, 
you know, trying to turn off the business side of things. But yeah. if there is like a project we're working on and, you know, the deadline is in a couple of days, um, you know, it, it's perfectly fine to, to adjust those boundaries. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's just finding, yeah, finding the, the individual couple way to be together um, yeah. and let that ch- just kind of organically come to its own. Yeah. Yeah. Form. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like boundaries that are like firm and flexible. And it's like, that's an important part with the family side, I think. Yes. Um, I think what advice I would give to a couple trying to start a business together would be um, maybe like, do you have one? Yeah. Okay. Um, get everything in writing. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, that's no, true. We haven't had any oh, disagreements, yeah. no, but, like, but it's because like, you just never know. Yeah. And um, it's, true. It, it's good to have just a, like, yeah, you might want, because everything between us is so informal. The impulse would have been, Oh, let's just start a business and just think about all that. You know, that's the silly things like formalizing the business and, and you know all the the budgeting and all that stuff. It's just like okay, yeah. like no, you know. and it's true though because we talk about it a lot too. That um, we want to try to be the type of business that if anybody came to work with us, mm-hmm. <laughs> it wouldn't be like it wouldn't be terrifying. Like things would be right. It'd be welcoming. Yeah. So it, you know, and it's a process. Like if you start from the beginning, getting things in writing, that it really helps you in the long. long yeah, run. that's that's some good advice. Lay that foundational base, that's so good. you know, yeah. Where to go, Mercer? So I'll touch briefly on 2019 in April. So Dana, you were nine months pregnant during a pandemic. I was. How was that? <laughs> that was interesting. Very I interesting. I was like, wow, this is. And um, I wasn't, you know, like I wasn't like anybody. I didn't know how this was supposed to go. So, no. I mean, we got through it, but it was it was actually very busy time. I was actually, I would have envisioned the late stages of my pregnancy be a little quieter than they ended up being, mm, yes. but it was like trying to wrap up like projects and our projects getting to a good place. And then also we were doing or trying to do a lot in the community to try to help out with, um, other small businesses who had, everybody had to shut down. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and through that, you guys, you did create, um, you saw an opportunity to try to help your community as best as you could. And you created link.cares. Do you want to touch on that? Like, what was its purpose and its premise and the takeaway from all of that in the end? Yeah, it was in the the first days of the shutdown in Pennsylvania. It was like March 15th or around there. And it was just like people were hearing the news about, you know, what the shutdown was going to be like. Can you leave mm-hmm. your house? Uh, you know, all those sorts of details. And um, so Lancaster um, is a, a city of small businesses, um, and we are friends and, um, you know, um, also business partners with a lot of uh, small businesses. So um, one idea that was floated out there was, is there a way to support these small businesses with, uh, let's say, like a gift card or um or some others donation even. Mm-hmm. And so people were posting on like individual businesses were posting on Facebook and it was like hard to keep track of like, Oh, is this PayPal? Is this Venmo? You know, all that sort of stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, Hey, what, what better place to keep all that information than a website that can be updated um, by the minute basically. 
Yeah, and it was um, the wonderful Michael Siriani's brainchild idea to do like a gift card website. And so he just put it on Facebook and I was like, we can't not do that. We're yeah. doing that. And so I was like, Chris, I said we would do a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just build a website in a day? No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> and testing yeah. those skills. Like that care was born and, and it was great. Like we had so many different businesses be able to list and put, mm-hmm. um, you know, that they were, they were available for takeout or um, delivery or mm-hmm. gift card or what services they were offering or what specials. Yeah. Um, it was cool. So yeah. we were glad to be able to do it. And um, it was a lot of fun. Like, Yeah. I appreciate yeah. the support during that time. I got to participate with my uh, photography. So, you yeah. know, it was cool. Cause I was like, I'm going to do this. I know them and I'm going to try it. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> um, and I know, I know that all throughout this and the, like you touched on it earlier, Dana, your nonprofit work and your uh, social enterprise work, um, and then Chris, I want to talk about your, your side hobbies that you got going on there with your construction renovation stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so Dana, you, you work with, uh, YWCA and can you also tell me about, uh, revolution? Yeah. Um, so I'm on the board of the YWCA of Lancaster and our mission or the mission of the YWCA is to eliminate racism and empower women. So I serve as a board member there. Um, and it's, it's so interesting because um, Revolution Lancaster, the social enterprise, it's, um, I'm on their board. I, I chair that board. Mm-hmm. And they actually work out of the YWCA. The YWCA is gracious enough to host our makers. Um, and yeah, it's really awesome. And so Revolution Lancaster, we are a social enterprise. We exist to, um, to bring a sense of supportive community and supplemental income to women who are experiencing homelessness or facing barriers. Mm-hmm. And we do that through jewelry. Um, and it's hand, amazing, really awesome. Jewelry. I'm wearing some of it this evening. Yeah. Revolution. But um, yeah. And so we, we work with women who, when we meet them, usually they are living in a shelter and we're able to teach them how to um, handcraft all of these pieces of jewelry and they're paid by the piece to make the jewelry. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this point, we're only able to do a couple hour worksho- workshops um, per week, but you know they're able to make, um, it's usually about like $15 an hour making this jewelry. And then we, we sell it. We sell it at markets, we sell it online and we do wholesale. Um, so that is, yeah. I, I just- from the moment I learned about revolution, I was actually working in a homeless services mm-hmm. and I just was like, this is incredible because it's not something that the homeless services system can provide. Right. The community is just, it's so essential community and supplemental income. Like you wouldn't think, but, um, but those are two really big pieces for women that like get, can get stripped away really quickly. Um, and so be able to bring that back mm-hmm. to them, even when they're living in a shelter is, it's been really amazing to be able to provide. And, um, yeah, it's just an incredible thing to be part of. I'm, I'm grateful to be part of it. Yeah. Thank you for that. Uh, that is, it is, it's amazing how just sometimes one step can really give you that positive charge that you need to, to keep moving forward and going forward and gives you a little bit of security too. And, and it makes you feel like you're, yeah, you know, you're contributing in this world through jewelry making, which is awesome. Very creative outlet all around. Um, Dana, do you have any advice for, <laughs> this is maybe my own personal question to you too. 
I'm feeling this lately. Do you have any advice for mothers swimming through the overwhelm and desire oh. to do more in life? Because I, I combat that. It's been rough this week with yeah. juggling and mm-hmm. wanting to do more for my community too. Yeah, I think I think the biggest part. Um, I think the advice is just take a load off yourself. Um, like because some days. I snuggle my baby and that's mm-hmm. all I can do that day. <laughs> and then some days I'm surprised at what I can get done in two hours. Right. And, yeah. and you know, so it's like, um, I think I've had to give myself permission to, um, accept that some days I can do a lot. Some days I can't do a lot and that's okay. Like, um, you know, and, and it's also like that for me, it's a mantra. Like it always gets done. It does. It always gets done. And at the end of the day, like, you just kind of have to have that belief in yourself and just give yourself some grace and give yourself the, just take a load off. It's really good. Oh, that's that's great. My next question to you was, uh, what gives you grace? So you do (laughs) yourself, you give yourself grace. I do. (laughs) That's awesome. I love that. (laughs) Chris, uh, you restoring your 1910 house. Does that drive her nuts while she's trying to get some grace and peace? (laughs) (laughs) He was sawing a table in half on Sunday (laughs) when I was trying to meditate. You're like, this is not Zen. (laughs) With Melody. Yeah, um, I almost like said that, but no. I, honestly, I was still. It, it was fine. If it was I fine. had known, no, it's fine. How <laughs> oh, did you say hammer? <laughs> it was. <laughs> but yeah, it's even but you were having a Zen moment, sawing a table in half. So mm-hmm. well, who was I to stop you? We've got to. Yeah. The man yeah. loves to build things. Yeah, <laughs> tell me about it. What's your favorite prize tool? Uh. Hmm. <laughs> Probably just the. Um, uh, it's a it's a set. It's a like the uh, the battery powered. Um, you have a drill, um, a um, a a driver, a sawzall, a saw. Um, so you can do a lot of, of, of good stuff with that. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, damage. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so one of the uh, frustrations I've been having recently is. Um, if you if we back up to the beginning of the pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, I I was trying to finish up um, the the um, our new son's uh, room. Um, he was going to be in our daughter's old room, so needed to you know update it. And so I had like this whole list and sequence of the way things were going to go. And then the pandemic hit. We had to sh- shift. All, all sorts of things. And I had to put the project on hold. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a habitable room, but it's not finished. So um, over the past um, couple months, the, the my basement work area has just piled up with, you know, things that n- need to get done. And so I wasn't able to use my workbench. And so this past weekend, I was like, I, I need to do something about I'm this. I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. So, so I took my workbench, which was um, a six foot by four foot, nice, nice table. And I was like, this isn't working for me anymore. So I sawed it right in half lengthwise, Ooh, split them up and put them against the wall. So nice. yeah, it, it was a, a way for me to, in a way, f- reframe um, the current situation and um, sort of take a, a new approach to things, <laughs> and, like a new commitment, like, I'm, you know, not wanting to let projects just build up and you know you you start one you want to end one yeah yeah, yeah. 
Well, I I really would love to have you guys back on my show another time because there's so much that I didn't get to talk about. Chris, I really want to talk to you about your Spotify music collection. We'll have a good chat about that because I, I think one of my most prized possessions in this world is actually my Spotify playlist that I created called Random that has okay. over 700 yeah. uh, songs on it. So mm-hmm. we're going to have a discussion. <laughs> so For sure. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> um, how about any future plans before we head out? Anything, any events coming up for Pennant? I think we should know about. Yes. Yeah. On Tuesday, the 27th of October, we are having our very first interactive webinar experience to talk about values-based branding. And it's going to be a, uh, a time for us to kind of explain to you what it is, but also help you look at your existing brand and try to find out what values, um, what hidden values are in your brand. And so, um, we're really excited to be able to do this and um, would love for you to come sign up and join us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we have the link here and yeah, join us. It'll be That's really fun. Good. It's at 11 o'clock, 11 a.m. right before lunch uh, on the 27th, which is this Tuesday. Tuesday coming up. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And everybody, how would you like them to uh, check out your socials? Oh, yes. We are Raise the Pennant. That's our um, social handles on Facebook Twitter and Instagram. Instagram. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And so, yeah, please, you know, follow us and, um, and also check out our website. Mm-hmm. Um, it's raise the mm-hmm. You'll it's see all cool. kinds of, you'll learn all kinds of things about, yeah. you'll learn all kinds of things about us and see some of our stuff. Some it's, of the work a, it's a good, it's a really good web design. <laughs> it's like, the design is really nice on that. Uh, I know. It's a lot of baseball. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of baseball. Yeah, but I like the color pops in the black and white. It looks really good. Oh, thank you so much for joining me tonight, guys. I wish you the best day, date night ever. <laughs> Thanks. It's already the best because we hung yeah. out with you. Uh, anytime. <laughs> we'll do it, and, you know. And somewhere else another time too. <laughs> awesome. Cheers and have a wonderful evening. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Bye. Let's Chat is a proud member of the Candy Factory Collective. You can find the show streaming on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and LinkedIn. And you can subscribe to the audio version anywhere you get your podcasts. Christian Martzel is a photographer who believes in the power of women, the power of seeing yourself in a true, authentic, beautiful way through boudoir photography. She's the owner of Christian Lynn Photography, a daily wear of the color black, foodie, and podcast lover. Let's Chat is produced by the Candy Factory Collective at the Candy Factory Coworking Campus in Lancaster, PA. Production support by Anna Tran. Administrative support by Ann Kirby, Ariana Henderson, Robert Diggs, and Jason Mundock. Notes and links can be found on the show post at our website, candyfactorycollective.com. Candy Factory. Collective.